Today is Monday, January 28th, and we have uh, some things to talk about. We got lineup predictions. We put a poll out there. We got over almost 500 responses, so we're going to break down all the possible lineups and all that stuff. We got a Patreon contest. We got to give the winner out, and we got some uh, sneaky little updates and some voicemails. Let's talk Yanks. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking Yanks. My name's John Boy, and I got my co-host Jake with me. I'm in New Jersey. He's in Denver. It is our two hundredth episode of Talking Yanks, and to celebrate this occasion, we're gonna have Jake do his very famous R2D2 getting shot impression. Jake, hit him with it. And there we go. 200th episode kicks off with the bang. <laughs> how you Let doing? Let me know bud? how the audio is on that. I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Patreon chat knew. I, I typed in. I said, about to put Jake on the spot for the 200th ep. So whoever's watching live, they were in on it. They were, they were waiting. They're going to be shocked that it wasn't planned. Well, no, it, no, it's funny. That impression is a... You the less you think the better it is. Just because that's a scream. <laughs> Just a scream. When when I first fell in love with that impression, it was it was a bunch of drunk idiots on the beach at a bachelor party and just every five minutes you heard an intermittent R two D two getting shot. Which is funny enough, Jim. I actually watched that this weekend. So talk about full circle shit. You prepped Whoa. and you didn't even realize you were prepping. Two hundred up curse word. <laughs> was that my first one? Curse word? No. No, you were born a, the you were born a curse word. You're gonna be a good app. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, this good app, this self proclaimed good Sorry app. Sorry about Jake. the other one ninety nine, but this, whoo, <laughs> the other one ninety nine in comparison to this. Well, it's good because this app is brought to you by a bunch of ter- ter- terribly great people. Can you use terribly in that sense? I don't know. Yeah, I think back in nineteen twenties, you for sure can. Nate C. Guess on the last name. Give me a guess on the last name, Jake. It starts with a C. That's Nate all Charleston. Know. Charleston. Okay. Kevin Waldron. Max Slipion. Oh. Max Slipion. Christopher Ariano. Ariano. Ar- I'm going to, I don't know. I'm sorry. And, t- and Two Ton Fish. Admitted his real name. Went with Two Ton Fish, which I think he's on Twitter. Two Ton Fish. Two Tone Fish. Maybe his name is Tone. Two-tone fish. Two-tone fish. Anyway, those are our most recent Patreon subscribers and supporters. Um, I think you're missing one really important one. And Jake Story Ellie. Yeah, I forgot about that. For the 200th episode, I subscribed to Patreon because we've been doing these fun Patreon contests, and I've been driving myself up a wall to try to get in there and get some access. And you know what? I said today's the day. $2 $2 a month to listen to myself talk Yanks? All in. <laughs> You're going to start entering the contest now. 
Yeah, I'm going to yeah. start cleaning up on those. I know the guys. <laughs> Jake was trying to get into Talking Gang's Patreon today. I was like, log in with my account so you don't have to pay and you can see everything. He's like, okay, the email to verify it was just sent to the Talking Yanks email. I'm like, okay. So I click it. I verify it. He goes, he needs to click the actual link so to forward it to him. So I forward him the email. At that point, he clicks the link and it says... This verification link has expired. <laughs> I yeah, got it. Was, every person has their own tipping point where there's, it's not, I, I will give $2 a month. Patreon can take whatever their cut is, but I, I was done doing the song and dance. And I, I hope you guys join, join us on Patreon. Cause I, I think we're going to start adding some more stuff, Jim. I think, uh, someone mentioned a fantasy baseball league the other day, but we're, uh, we're we're gonna be ramping up the Patreon, so if 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 you guys could check check us out on there, two bucks a month, and you can win two jerseys a month. Yeah, I thought you were gonna come in a little bit like still angry over the situation because I got the text that said from you very much at a kill myself level on this topic. I'm subscribing and it's done. Well, dude, <laughs> I've done this like three times now because it's been I... it's been between two different accounts and two different computers, so I was just done. Um, <laughs> And in other news, I think the R2-D2 noise helped my, my current level. Seeing yeah. the poll percentages, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, helped. And someone just gave me a really nasty look for letting out that R2-D2 scream because I'm in a public area. <laughs> <laughs> What'd they do? Are, are they in another room or are they in the same room as you? Yeah, so there's I, I'm in a little <laughs> office area you can rent out. And on the other side of the wall, there's like some computers, like classic print stuff out computers. Like the only reason you'd be using those was to be used in the printer. Mm -hmm. And a guy came over, looked in here and was like, okay, saw the microphone and was like, do I want to inquire at all? He's like, no, definitely not. I feel like in like the early 2000s, every hotel was like, shit, we need a print stuff out area. And then they just like renovated a broom closet and stuck one computer on a desk in there. With one chair. Hey, if if every person in America could, ha- could have a print a print stuff out room, I think they would. Yeah, most because those two times offices. a year, it's like crushing when you can't. Yes, I agree. All right, Jake, talk for two seconds. Talk to me. Um, how's everyone doing? I know, I know, I've been coming in hot. I uh, before this episode, a little behind the scenes. Jimmy and I were talking and we were like, what do we do for this episode? Like, we're coming up on spring training, so we don't want to hit on the spring, spring training stuff. Um, what are we going to do? And it just just kind of haphazardly throwing out ideas. I was like, we could do some, like, lineup stuff. Like, we're kind of at that point, barring the giant Machado-type move or something, which you just, you can't, <laughs> you can't bank on or even think about at this point. Like, if it happens, awesome, cool, but we have to move on. Like, the season's coming. Um, and then we started lining up episodes, and we're like, yeah, we're going to have a couple guests on, and then spring training will be here. So we're like, yeah, we'll we'll do a little lineup poll thing. And the results are actually a lot of fun, so I'm excited to do that. Got the R2-D2 noise out, hot. 200th episode? Like, this is going to be... This is gonna be good. Oh, and the, we're, doing, we're doing Sterling... No, no, what actually turned around my mood, Jim... The Sterling home run calls from our Patreon subscribers, because they're actually incredible. 
Yeah, there's a lot that I really like. Let's do that. Or let's do some news because the news isn't worth talking about. And the the Sterling calls and then the li- the lineup we can talk forever because it's so interesting. And a lot of the right. responses I got, I posted on Reddit. I posted on a bunch of Facebook Yankee pages because we only had four hours. I wanted to get as many results as we can. Some of the responses were just like, whoa, this is hard when you actually try to do it. And it is. And we're going to go it, over that. Yeah, it really is. All right, so let's do our Sterling home run calls. This was a a contest we held on Patreon, so someone's about to win a free... I thought free... you were just going to do news. I, th- I thought... Yeah, I did. Jeez. Lied to myself there. The news. <laughs> pivot. Pivot. Uh-huh. Uh, the first little tidbit is that Mariano Rivera said he's going to start working with the Yankees. He said, I'm going to start working with the New York Yankees and teaching pitching. So many guys throw hard but don't have command. We need to teach these boys to pitch. Pitchers are getting away from pitching and are focused on throwing hard. What was your reaction when you heard that? Well, A, the quote is incredible. Yeah. I'm going to teach them pitching. (laughs) So (laughs) just sign up. Not Um, not like I'm going to work with them or, you know, help out. Like, no, I'm going to teach them pitching. Yeah, no, it's not, it wasn't control-based. It's not pitch-based. I'm going to teach them pitching. And, Jim, you, you got me good because it is one of those things you take a step back and, like, the reason Mariano was so special was because he had one pitch. <laughs> I, I don't – like, listen, I love Mariano, and I don't want this to be rude because I saw so many people excited about this. There's nothing Mariano can teach anyone. You know, like, Wayne Gretzky tried to become a hockey coach? Thing. Yes, he can teach you one thing. Remember Wayne Gretzky tried to become a hockey coach, and he was like, "Why don't you guys just fucking go be great?" Yeah, and everyone's like, "No, dude, we're like well, that's what you did. We right. actually need to like focus and practice and stuff." Like Mariano threw one pitch, dude. Yeah, and he's like a freak. Like I, one of the cool Mariano stories that leaked out, and I know we we already kind of did Mariano stories, but someone said that in his last season at age 43 they they were down to like 70 people in camp and Mariano had the highest vertical leap so like okay dude so you're a freak and you have one pitch that was the most dominant pitch of all time so yeah like passing along that knowledge I mean it's awesome and like if you're a pitcher that has a cutter this is your wet dream he like, did teach he taught like Roy Holiday the cutter he right. taught. David Robertson, the cutter, he can teach people to cutter. No one can really throw it exactly how he threw it. But yeah, kind of kind of laughed like the but greatest again, of all the of, greatest of all time who threw one pitch that wasn't a hard pitch like Mariano never had to really work the count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, hey, like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, Mo, when you got a one two pitch and he's fouled off three in a row. Like you want to get him to change? What do you, What do you think and throw? I'd throw the cutter in that situation. I think. Mo, what's when's when's the best time to sneak a curveball in there? Oh, never. Just keep going with the cutters. Just keep the cutter going. Yeah, so pitching one hundred and one from Mariano Rivera should be very interesting. But no, it it is cool, and this was the thing we no, kind it's of. Aw- it's awesome. We we talked about with Robertson that I, it'll be interesting to see where where he ends ends up at the end of things but like we have this yankees community of guys that come in afterwards um and i mean yeah just picture being a kid that shows up at, at yankee spring training and oh there's the only unanimous hall of famer ever yeah that's cool all right the other little tidbit of news that leaked out was that j a hap j hap 
He turned down a guaranteed third year from the Reds to take the Yankees two year deal with a third year option. Uh, he is making more money per year with the Yankees. He is in New York City and not Cincinnati. And he is on a team that can win the World Series besides a team that might be surprisingly good. So it makes a lot of sense, but you want to give him kudos for he could have got a guaranteed. He turned down some guaranteed money to uh, be on a contender. It's not his first time hitting the market, so it makes sense. Not much else to say in it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to play the betting on yourself card, I guess you could go there. I mean... For the amount of money we're we're splitting up at this point, he's he's already made fifty five million dollars. He would he would have sacrificed a couple. He might not sacrifice a couple if the Yankees do pick up that third year. Or it's a vesting option. So I mean I mean there's a little bit of a betting on yourself factor, but I I don't know for for someone going into their age thirty six season, <laughs> this is the end of the line. You know, if this I I appreciate Cincinnati going out and getting some guys this off season. That's it's nice to see, but I mean, you know, okay, so the next day the Cubs signed Bryce Harper and you're basically into oblivion for the rest of your career. You're you're goodbye, J Hap. Well, if J Hap took this deal, right? If they if he took this deal for the Reds, I would guess the Reds then wouldn't be in on Sonny Gray and then the Yankees would not have Hap and and not get the return that they wanted for Gray. Maybe, maybe, maybe. could have been. Maybe. They, they've made a lot of moves. I, I will say uh, another thing I'll name drop here, and this is a little talk in NBA. There's a player, George Hill, that um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. You, you'd know Joe, George Hill, maybe. He's got really pretty eyes. Sure. George He's Hill. he got pretty eyes. Um, Thanks, man. But uh, he he's this guy, and me and my buddies have had some big arguments about him. He was on the Pacers teams that made some noise in the East back in the day. He signed a big free agent contract with Sacramento. And I was like, dude, this guy, man. Like, he took the big money on a terrible team, like, just when he had the chance to help a contender as, like, a, a you know, a, a really good fifth, sixth player on a team. And then he got traded that year to Cleveland when they were still contending. And I was like, wow, George Hill might be a genius. He got the most money. He knew the Kings were going to suck. So then he got traded to a contender. It was actually brilliant. So Happer might have missed out there. Wow, Happer's dumb as hell. A quote said by Jake Storielli. Glad he's on the Yankees. 7-0, and 2-6-9 ERA. 11 you, starts, people. Catch the net. Catch the net. You like the Mariano quote. I love this quote from Adam Adovino. Adam Adovino says he's working on a new pitch, but he's not sure if it's game ready just yet. Hmm. Me either. Reminded me of Charlie Sheen from Major League. This is my eliminator. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, Adovino? Okay. He also said he's excited to pitch closer to sea level now, whereas two seam and cutter should have better movement. We all know the wicked breaks his slider can have. I think this was uh, our buddy... um, being so Oak? rude. Nope. Being Coley Murphy, I think. Coley, Coley Harvey. Harvey. That was so rude of me. Sorry, yeah. Coley. I think that was his tweet. But anyway, uh, working on a new pitch. LOL. LOL. Uh, I don't know why I said Yeah, that. I mean, that's re- like any pitcher can say that at any day that they're like messing with the grip and they're working on a new pitch. Yeah. But yeah, the sea level stuff's half true. I don't know, dude. Pitch well. Our February, what, 13th episode is going to be all spring training cliches. And we're going to need a lot of help from you guys to, to oh, come Oh, dude, up. I just thought of one. And it's it's going to, I, I want to say it because you know I have a bad brain. Yeah, but bad brain. It, 
it's going to be something around DJ LeMahieu and Troy Tulowitzki's like friendship or I I need cuz I know that's going to be a topic obviously Rockies East but with with some of the shortstop results that came in a little teaser for the people there um I think we need to talk about that storyline that'll that'll definitely be a storyline bingo okay so that's all the news there it is that's all the news let's go into our John Sterling contest right here yes I threw one two we had like 30 something so thank you to everyone that uh, that entered something because uh, it was fun. But I threw down one, two, three, four, five, six. I threw seven down in my sheet that I liked, that I thought were worthy of mentioning. Two made me audibly react, like I made a noise while okay. reading them alone in a room by myself. I have a winner, but I was telling you beforehand, my favorite, if I was to make take my favorite from the results, it would be a combination of two. Right. So we can get there. But first, I wanted to give out this is a uh, what's it called when uh, participate, not a participation. It's like a consolation, whatever. OK, consolation prize. Yeah. Connor Leone just had LeMahieu hits it out of view. Yeah. And I thought that Strong. works. I could see that happening. And dude, that that's where this game gets so funny because Sterling can't Sterling can play it safe or go so off the wall that you could read any of these in his voice. Honorable like, mentions. Justice of, Justice none, in the chat just typed honorable mentions, which is what I was talking about, not a consolation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, same. And and just a reminder to the people, I think we had about thirty entries here. Um, and again, that's just being on Patreon and someone's about to get a Yankees jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but just to re- remember like uh, a birthday or Christmas or, or a time you got a Yankees jersey and how exciting that was. Sign up for Patreon, people. Um, but let's uh, l- let's get into it, Jim. You you want to you want to read one first or how do you how do you want to get there? Well, I just gave one honorable mention. Do you have an honorable mention or do you just have your winner? I, I've I, I've I, I want to see where the convo goes, because, dude, there's a lot that I really like, Jim. Let let me start off by giving some love to Patrick Bishop. Yeah. He had two killer ones. I'll I'll right now I'm leaning this one. As your as your winner. Me. Okay. So no, I'm I'm gonna say these both to you. I, how about this? I need you to eliminate one of these for me. Okay. Well one of so them might Pat- be mine. Patrick Bishop's first one. It is high. It is deep, but I'm I'm gonna get rid of that. It is high. It is far. It is gone. DJ sends one to Broadway. Lemayhew says adieu to that ball. Like I just, I think those Sterling ones that double up on something get me. Um, and you know what? I think I might have just eliminated this one because I love this one. This one's for Tulo. The ball. That ball is out of here. Tulo hits one to Pluto. My God, Susan, by the power of Achilles, Troy destroys that ball. Okay, so that's your winner? I think I, out of, uh, I think so. Okay, all right, so that, that's, I didn't even have that one down, so I'm glad you liked it. I, once, okay. once space came into play, I was out. Right. I was like, Pluto, get out of here. Um, I had Patrick Bishops written down. Shout out to uh, Will. 
who I think is in the chat right now. He did one for Shed Long. That was good, but it can't win because Shed Long's on team. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, that it, was that was a, that was a trap. I knew that was a trap from the start. But Will said it is high, it is far, it is gone. Shed uses one of his many tools to send that ball out of here, and it was a good play on the Shed and the tools. There was a few good, and shed then it was ones, it is man. long gone because Shed Long. All right, yeah. Um, give me another shot of whiskey, Tula whiskey with his third jack of the day. I thought that was clever. Yep. Um. But I this mean, one that by on hell to hit three home runs. Uh, wait for what? Which one? Well, Tulowitzki has his third shot of whiskey. Tula, give me another. No, it, he did hit three home runs in this example. It was his third. Of okay, the day. that's what I was saying. That's yeah. where it got it got out of the realm for me. You talked about mine involving outer space. Right now, that idea is on outer space. <laughs> okay, on <laughs> uh, said. Uh, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Three-run shot by Tulowitzki. Oh, Troy brings Yankee fans lots of joy. Can hear him saying that. It's not my favorite, but it it, it resonated as something he might do. I've I've one more I like that I want to get off my chest. Okay, but you already did your winner. Right, but this is a Josh Stowers one. Okay, and this one was because there was a lot of power Stowers one, which I I get it, and like Sterling's not. Sterling's not too over the top that he'd ignore that, but he'd have to put a Sterling twist on it, and this one got me. What a shot by Oshkosh Bajosh. (laughs) Stowers with the superpowers. (laughs) That's good. That sounds like uh, the Brewers guy. Yeah, a little bit. That was a little euchre. Euchre, yeah. Okay. Uh, My favorite, the one that I'm... I've I've got one of my own that I dreamed up. I don't know if you want. No, no, no. We got to announce the second winner. So it's going to go to a Twitter poll on Talking Yanks Twitter. So far, Jake's, I think yours, I think my favorite one, I like it, but I don't think it's going to beat yours in a poll. Okay. We'll see. But it's, uh, but I really like Patrick, Patrick Bishop's too. But the one that made me that I really liked because I just, if Sterling said this, if Sterling actually said this, it would become my favorite, my favorite Sterling home run call. It, okay, I'm I'm interested. I have one in the back of my head. I think it might be, but let's see. DJ invading the bleachers like it's D Day. <laughs> Sterling <laughs> said that. <laughs> if Sterling <laughs> said that during the game, I'd be hands down my favorite call. I mean, he already did a bomb, <laughs> so he's not shying away. From like horrific war bombings and stuff, so he did DJ invading the bleachers like it's D Day. <laughs> and again, folks, something like that can get you so close to getting a Yankees jersey. I didn't think you were going there at all, dude. I I read it and I read it to myself, and I just went DJ invading the bleachers like D Day. <laughs> so, so that's my winner. Now I think I think Brandon Kelly. Had the the best second half. I like the LeMay who says adieu, but it should have been bid you adieu. But my, the se- best second half is a how do you do from DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, that's where I like the adieu because that's a word that Sterling would like to work in. Yeah, so if there's DJ invading the bleachers like D-Day, LeMayhew bids you adieu, bids adieu to that ball. That would be my favorite combo everything. But I, I'm putting my evading the bleachers like D-Day up against your... You're going Pl- D-Day. I like up it. Up against um, your Pluto one. I, listen, KJ from PA, who he calls into the show. He he wrote the D-Day one. 
I'm rooting for you, but I don't think the masses are going to pull for you. Yeah, and just uh, uh, the one I thought you might be going was Rudy. He went the, hey, Mr. DJ, play that song. A hit that heads to the top of the charts. Here's my number. Call me LeMayhew. Like, that's just, that's 86-year-old Sterling trying to tie it all in (laughs) and getting a little loosey-goosey. Yeah, A-Bomb from A-Rod's my favorite right now. So if he does another war one with D-Day. I'm all in. DJ invading the bleachers like it's D-Day. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to apologize I, for how much that makes me laugh. I don't think mine is good, but I think I can get a giggle out of you with it. Right. But what the final ones are this is invading the, final the beach one. like D-Day and Pluto. So what yeah. what's your this is now yours. What are you you're now a Patreon subscriber, so you could have entered this, but you this, missed the chance. This one came to me What was I doing? Oh, I went to Home Depot today. What a Sunday, Jim. Um, came came to me at Home Depot. He goes, it is high. It is far. It is gone. DJ LeMay Achoo sneezes that one goodbye. Man, that was terrible. You almost ruined the entire segment with that. That was terrible. <laughs> that I can I told see you how- I get you to laugh, though. <laughs> no, because now I'm laughing because I can see how that sounded good in your head, but once you verbalized it, like vocalized it, that was no good. No, it was the first time I said it. It was like God blesses that one goodbye, and then that felt like a whole jump. So I, I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, uh, so that's funny that my winner wasn't even on your honorable mentions, and your winner wasn't even on my honorable mentions. Well, we'll we'll let well it's in the fans the fans hands for twenty four hours or something. Tomorrow we'll do a poll tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, let's move on to our lineups, which are so confusing. So I put out a poll, and it's pretty cool. We're at 495 responses. Yeah. So a lot of Yankee fans have have entered their answers into this poll. And we have, you know, I just did it. It's pretty simple. Who's your leadoff hitter? Who's your two, two-hole, three-hole, cleanup, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Right. And right. then I had who's defensively starting at every position. Right. Do you just want to go down the line? I want to do the defensive things first. The, the yeah, defensive the defensive stuff. things make more sense. Okay. So some of them are simple. Starting at first base, 87% of people have Luke Voigt. Yeah. Did you I, vote? I did. Who did you put for first base? Luke Voigt, he he played in an MVP level for us. You got to give him a chance. I agree. Uh, Bird had the second most with 9.2%, only 45 votes. DJ LeMayu had 14 votes, and Miguel Andujar had three. Uh, so Luke Voigt had 431 votes. So I, th- pretty much a consensus. This is when things get fun. Second base, as of now, there's 500. So we just got three more responses as I said this. Second base is right now 50% Glaber Torres as a starting second baseman and 49% DJ LeMahieu. 247 votes for DJ, 250 for Glaber. 247, 250. The fan base is completely split. And then Tyler Wade got like, I don't know, not enough jokes to take him seriously. Probably like someone just fucking around. Yeah, I think he got one, one vote. Who did you vote for, Jake? Starting second baseman. 
So, Jimmy, this is funny. I've, I've been talking about this for a couple podcasts now that we can kind of talk lineup stuff, and I got excited about it, but I haven't fully thought things through, and I got to second base, and I was like, well, shoot. How do I want to do this? Oh, wait, and are I, you voting for what you would do or what you think it's going to be? Um, what I would do, I guess, or what what I want. Okay. Um, and I said DJ LeMahieu at second base. So did I. Which I, which, and now there's two people in the Twitter feed. Uh, shout out like Yankees Nut and someone else that are they're being more hostile than they need to be. But they're going back on the debate. Like, no, uh, Tulu's going to be the shortstop, which makes Labor the second baseman. And then the other person saying, no, there's no way you can count on Tulu to Tulu to be the shortstop. You just can't do it. Right. DJ's going to play, which would be Glaber or short. Oh, but then you got Glaber and Andujar on this left side, and they're both poor defensively. Last year, they were both poor defensively. That's a bad left side of the infield. And they're going on, and I'm tagged in this thread. And I agree with both sides. I agree with yeah. what everyone's saying. That's the crazy part. Everyone's right. And I, I, think, I think that's where my vote got swayed, is that this is opening day. Right. Wow, this update, update. 507, and it's now a dead split. 50-50. It's nuts. Um, Jim, for opening day, you can roll out Andujar and Glaber at shortstop third base. If it was a playoff game tomorrow, I might say something different. But for opening day, I'm fine with that. You put the Gold Glover at second. You lock that down. You see how Glaber's developed. You see if Andujar's developed. And then from there, you can go to low world or whatever you, you want to go with it. I guess that was my thinking. I, I put DJ at second as well. But I, I, now that's what I would do if I was in charge. Well, I guess, and here's the issue, and we're going to circle the horn in a second. But if, if you did put Glaber here, which you and I would be fine with, Totally fine. I'm not upset either way. That means you're either benching, you're either having DJ LeMahieu play short, which we've never really seen him fully do on a major league field, or you're benching LeMahieu or Andujar. Or, or, or benching. You can you can not bench them and, and still have it be there. You can have one of them DH and bench Gardner. Yeah, I, I, I guess you can do that, but I'm, then you have <laughs> a full righty lineup. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's very yeah. confusing. So uh, so I went I went Glaber at shortstop. Now, 41%, 209 people put Troy Tulowitzki at shortstop. Now, I don't know if they're doing what they would do or if what they think the Yankees are going to do. I think the Yankees hope they can try this out. But right. if it's me... I think that's asinine. You can't count on Troy Tulowitzki. Right now, he's not in my brain as an option at all. So Tulowitzki's not in my starting lineup at all. Uh, so I have Glaber at short and DJ at second. But like I said, I don't know. And, so, Jim, but, but, and then uh, DJ got 9% of the vote for shortstop, which I don't think that's going to happen. 
which I, I think it's interesting. It ran through my head, and he they went through all the quotes of, you know, DJ, make sure you bring all your gloves to spring training. So, I, I mean, I think he's going to get looked at there a little bit. And that's where I think it's really funny where DJ LeMahieu used to be this kind of slappy infielder that didn't have any pop to now he's the guy that got the nice contract in Troy, when Troy Tulowitzki was an all-star with the Rockies. And nowadays, it's almost role reversal. Um so I, I guess maybe I'll maybe that'll be my bingo card role reversal with Lemayhew and Tulo, but um, Jimmy, I I think the other thing that just came into my head is it's it it's almost mental, right? We're we're talking about these young talented guys, whether it's Andujar, Glaber Torres, um, I mean Lemayhew, we just paid. Um, so for me, if you bench one of those guys opening day, that's kind of a tough look, man. Like, if you come into this 2019 season and you have Andujar benched or LeMahieu benched, I mean, maybe LeMahieu's fine with it because he's been told he's going to be this Swiss knife, but anyone outside of Tulo, it's a little devastating, right? Yeah, I think so. I, 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 I think that's what, like, if DJ signs this deal and then he's not in the starting lineup, like, what, what, what do you mean? Right, but I think if I'm DJ LeMayu, I'm like, hey, as long as you're paying me wherever you guys need me, but yeah. this is a little odd. But let me play. And it seems like he's going to play. Troy Tulowitzki, minimum contract. DJ LeMayu, $12 million. Yeah. Read a, read a book. Starting at third base, the it's now up to 512 people. It's fun to watch this go. Yeah. 87.5% have Miguel Andujar as a starting third baseman, which makes sense. Uh, let's see, like a handful of people voted for Glaber. Eight people have Glaber at third. Which There was talks of that preseason last year. You wonder if that even comes up. I mean, I doubt it, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, and, and Glaber, Glaber in the minors was a shortstop for a lot of right. years. So, I mean, he might be better at shortstop than he is. At, he should be better at shortstop than he is at second base. Man, it's it's a crazy discussion. I'm, like, excited about it. We're finally talking Yankees baseball. <laughs> DJ LeMahieu got got uh, 55 votes to be the third baseman, but Andujar gets 444. I think that's I think that's what's going to happen. I think Andujar is going to be the third baseman out of the gates of spring training if healthy, yeah. and you see what you got. See if he got better. Now left field is fun. Yeah, left field. We have Gardner with 237 votes, Stanton with 104. And Clint Frazier with 156 votes. I have an honest question for you. Everyone knows that we kind of give Clint a hard time for his personality and all that. On the field stuff, I love Clint. He like is really talented. And he looked really good last year when he was on the field. But I have a question for you, Jake. Barring right. any injury, is there a chance Clint Frazier makes the opening day roster? Because I don't think there's a chance if Gardner, Hicks, Stanton, Judge, Ellsbury are all healthy, it doesn't matter if if Clint Frazier hits 800 in spring, I don't think he can make the roster, which sucks. I, I disagree there. And I mean, here's But here's okay, so other- walk, walk me through the, like, the actual how it happens. So, A, I just want to put the caveat on that. I mean, you're saying Ellsbury healthy, which is 
you know that that's a that's a big caveat. But I I'm I'm gonna play the game. So sure, uh, if El- if everyone's healthy, how does how does he f- who's off? Well, there's still a chance. Again, Ellsbury wasn't around the team at all last year. You you made the joke and you got Michael K. Good, but he did the good laugh away from the mic. Curry, was, you got Curry. Does Boone even know? Jacoby Ellsbury, because that's how missing this guy was last year. And, I mean, there's still a chance that the Yankees are just going to wait till opening day to see if they can dump Ellsbury on someone, and then if it doesn't happen, they just cut him and they say, it's been real, it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun, let's move on. Okay, so, if- so, the, so your way of Clint making the team is if they get rid of Ellsbury. Now, Ellsbury could also start in the minors because he could have need rehab and more time. That's another way. Yeah, you, you, could, go, you could go the rehab. It, so uh, that's why I wanted to mention the caveat because, A, see, <laughs> seeing, saying if everybody stays healthy <laughs> normally isn't a statement that has Jacoby Ellsbury in it. Um, I mean, just, just brutal. It will, will, we'll, we will see. Um, but, if but, he but does, just to clarify, if he does play healthy in spring training and Clint Frazier looks like a stud, I think they have, they have a, uh, here's some irony, a red flag where they say, all right, let's, let's punt on Ellsbury and we bring Clinton because you, you and I haven't talked too much bench, but I mean, there's a spot available for if you factor out Ellsbury. There's a spot available for Clint Frazier, right? Yeah, but you have to factor out Ellsbury because if Ellsbury is healthy, and right, playing, but again, you keep you keep saying Ellsbury is healthy casually. Well, I mean that's the that's right now Ellsbury is healthy. He's going to show up to spring training healthy. Right, and he did the same fu- last year. We yes, didn't see there, him all year. But I, okay, but I'm, but that's the game if he's healthy. I know, but normally that game is played with healthy people. <laughs> Ellsbury's not that guy. Well, right now um, he's healthy. But if he is, I, I think if Clint raked and looks like an absolute pro, I could see them just ending this whole Ellsbury thing however they have to do it and putting Clint on the team. And then would he be the starting left fielder and Gardner on the bench? If, there, if it was a left-handed starting pitcher, I have no problem with that. I don't either. I just don't see them dumping Ellsbury right away. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I, I'm we, gonna, I, I hope they would. I'd be much happier with Clint on the team and Ellsbury off the team but come opening I, day. Again, you are right, and this, this is a business to a degree that it would, you, you don't see the front office loving that decision, especially if Ellsbury were healthy for opening day. You'd assume they might as well throw him on the team just to see if he's got anything left and Clint has options in the minors. So I absolutely get that side of it, but... Um, I mean, Clint Frazier's a guy that can be an impact impact bat in this league. Um, if he looks right, um, that's that's going to be really tough to do. Yeah, I, it, it, it's either dump Ellsbury or Ellsbury's hurt. But I and I think you know you you and I do give Clint guff for the way he handles his social media, and I reached out and told him I'm willing to help him on social media. Um, still haven't heard fully back on that yet, but I think the most important thing is like if you saw Clint Frazier in our opening day lineup, you wouldn't be disappointed, right? No, 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 not at all. I just yeah. trying. To, I'm trying to do the math on the bench spot. Yeah, which is tough. So anyway, well, 31 percent of the people uh, have him 
as the starting left fielder. 20% have Stanton and 46 have Brett. I think Brent's still the safe bet. The offense is good. They love his defense at home. I think he's going to play a lot. I think Brett's going to, which is weird because I didn't, I don't, I, I, I would want, I don't want Brett to be the everyday left fielder, but I think he's well, going to get where those, a lot of stuff. You know where a lot of Brett's votes are coming from, Jim? The whole, the whole we need a lefty crew from Twitter last year. Yeah. And it's yeah. like half true. <laughs> because cause think of it this way. If Brett Gardner can still play that defense and he can have a bounce back season, like, yeah, dude, give me that guy all day. Um, so, again, it's like a why not see. Why not see? Center field. Judge. 504 out of 520 votes. You just said center field. Oh. Ew. Ew. Center field. Aaron Hicks. I think this might have confused some people that took the poll. Two Aarons. Hicks got 505 out of 525 votes for center field. 97.3%. I mean, there's no reason to even do it. I, I think some people were just having fun. Yeah. Because I don't believe anyone else. I think they were just trying to be jerks and mess up the poll. Right field, same exact thing. Judge. 98%. Catcher, 99%. So those are the three positions that are for sure locked up. Catcher, right field, center field. Isn't it nuts that there's almost more Gary fans because he had such a bad year? <laughs> like, do you, do you believe that? No, I just think everyone that was saying, start Romine instead, start Romine instead is A, uh, not enough of a fan to indulge themselves and engage in like a survey like this. They watch like, you know, 20 games and just yell. And B, they don't actually believe that. They just say it because it's something to say. I think everyone knows Gary starting. Yeah, and maybe Romine fading off last year too because when he was playing good, man, it, there there was noise. Yeah, not from... No, nah, there was never noise that Romine should be a starter. Okay. <laughs> Starting DH, Giancarlo Stan got, uh, what, 78% of the votes, which I think he's going to be there a lot. Who got the next highest? Andujar. A lot of people Ew. thinking you put you put Stan in left and you can move Andujar to DH. You can That's do that. 13 LeMayhew votes, which I think is low-key hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jim, with... Back to the Clint Frazier thing a little bit. What if you have, I mean, Voight, Glaber, Tulo, Andujar, and LeMahieu. So you have five infielders, and one is supposed to be your utility knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, guess, I guess it still doesn't work, right? Because there's only three bench spots. Yeah, there's only three bench spots. It's going to be or Ellsbury or whoever the outfielder is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The the bench spots are, it's Romine, and then it's either Tulo slash DJ, however way that plays out, which is weird. Uh, Or Andujar, kind (laughs) of. Yeah, it's infield, or those two spots. Andujar's not going to be on the bench. I think he's going to start every day. Andor can't not start every day. Uh, and then the outfield is going to be Clint or Ellsbury. Yeah. Guardy, however it plays out. Yeah. 
All right, let's do lineup now. This is the most confusing thing in the world. What was the lineup? The charts for the lineup look like the most beautiful colors ever. Yeah, right? These charts are beautiful. You need to share these with the people. Good. Get, uh, get some of these on Instagram and Twitter tomorrow. Justice in the chat just said something interesting that unless we carry seven bullpen arms to start the season, that would change opening day. I actually think they will do that, especially with CC Sabathia suspended to start the season. We'll probably have four guys on the bench for the first couple weeks, but that will not stay for the whole season. The Yankees like running three bench players and eight bullpen arms. We've seen yeah. that two years in a row now. Could see that. All right, leadoff, 60% went to Aaron Hicks, which is who I had leading off as well, although I am not sold on any lineup. Like, as I was picking my lineup, I was like, I I can go so many different ways here. I have one spot locked up. Out of the nine, I have one spot that I am 100% on. That's Judge in the two-hole. I think I have two. Judge in the two-hole. Um. Well, let, let's keep this in order. I had I had a different. So you picked Hicks for leadoff. Uh, I actually did this twice because I was testing it out on the computer and testing it out on my phone. Uh, okay. And I picked I picked Hicks the first time, and I picked uh, I picked Guardy the second because I was <laughs> thinking they might actually do Guardy. Like I I can see them doing Guardy. I don't think it's far off. I don't. I wouldn't do it. I was trying to guess what they would do the second time, and I can see them doing that, but I don't think they should. Well, what are you picking? Oh, if you're gonna try and lock down picks out of me right now, oh, I'm my telling God. you, you can't say you can't have people fill out one ballot and then you get to fill out two. Well, I filled out one, but I, I I'm not I don't care enough. I'm not confident in any of this. I'd choose Hicks. <laughs> I'll choose Hicks, but this is more a discussion than like us picking our picks. I, I oh, chose man. Hicks, and the first time I did it. I, okay. I, I'd i be happy to see LeMahieu there. I'd be happy to see Glaber there. I'd be happy to see Hicks there. Yeah, I want Glaber, man. Um, I I just think where where the leadoff position is going, I think he's a really good fit for that. He's, you know, if, if he if he takes a step forward next year, I mean, he's he's going to be an incredible ball player. Um. And I just think the line, some of the lineup balance we stuff we've talked about. I know they don't fully care about lineup balance, but at the same time, <laughs> you got to care about it a little bit. And I, I really like Glaber in that one hole, but I, I think that's important for the other results that are coming up. Yeah, two yeah, hole judge. All, all the lefties, two hole judge. Someone was DMing me saying they want to judge in the four hole. I was like, that's not going to happen. Got to guarantee him in that bat. He's also got the best on base percentage. It's too no one no one got over five percent for a, for the a two, two hole, hole spot outside yeah. of judge. Yeah. Now the third is interesting, really interesting because you want Didi there to bring another lefty in, right? Or to split up Judge and Giancarlo. I know that you are big, like you need to split those two up. It's really yep. hard to split those two up with this lineup without any lefties. It's really hard. They uh, like Hicks, man. They really do. Yeah, but I think he's going to be lead off. Right, that's that's why I put Hicksy third because I also think again that kind of lineup balance, and you split up Judge and Stanton, so that that's that's kind of my logic there. Um, yeah, I think they might even do Judge and Stanton right right in a row. I don't know, man. I again, like I, it was totally eye test from me, 
but it felt like an eye test that everyone saw, especially even the Yankees, because they stopped doing it. Like you, batting those two back to back was just made it so much easier for the pitcher and made it so much harder for Giancarlo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Did they stop doing it? I, I, I think they did. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was a lot of a lot of Hicksie or Didi. Yeah. Yeah, Je- Stan was behind Judge for the first <clears throat> two weeks. Then it became Didi, Stan a couple times, Bird for a week, a lot of Didi. They did Stan did go a couple times, and then Hicks a little bit, but it was mostly Hicks. Yeah, towards the end of the year, uh, it was all it was. Well, Stan became the two all hitter while Judge was out, right? And then they had at the end they had Didi, Hicks, Kutch, Voit. So yeah, towards the end when they're in that stretch, they split them up for good. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think they're going to be split up. Pure pure eye test, but I I think a lot of a lot of people on the internet, I, if I saw it, I assume a lot of people in the Yankees organization saw it. And and this you know this isn't me having a beer, being like split those guys up. I I think that's a a pretty a pretty popular opinion. So some people have uh, Hicks in the three hole, which is the way you did it with Glaber leading off. A lot. Giancarlo won the three hole, but some people have yeah. Gary in their three hole, splitting them up. If you were to have Hicks lead off, what righty would you use to split up Hicks or split up Judge and Stan? Man, would you do Lemayu just to like change the type of hitter? No, just because then then it's like, what are we really doing here? We we have all these guys and we're we're putting DJ LeMahieu in our three hole. Um, I mean, if he earns it, awesome. But I I just don't know. I mean, if you're just three guys in a row, you're just begging for wipeout sliders. Whether it's Gary uh, or Glaber, if you want to do it at that point. So I I don't know, man. I'm kind of out on that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think that Hicks might be leadoff, so then you have to find a guy. So uh, it's, it, then it would be Glaber or, or LeMayu because they're different, or, or Anduar because he's a different approach. A little bit, yeah. Anduar's not a strikeout guy, so you can put him in the, in the middle. Yeah, 40, 42% G-Unit, 13% Judge, 19% Hicksy, 9% Anduar. Yeah. In the fourth... Stan won out big. He had 53%. I think Stan's going to be the cleanup hitter. And ju- If I was to bank on anything, it's judges the two-hole. I'm like 100% on that. Stan's the four-hole. I'm probably like yeah, those, 80% those my, on that. Those are my two 100s. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I could see them moving Stan to try it again because maybe like it, it's different this time and they right. can do those back-to-back. Get them both. If they're both going hot, then slide them there and, and, you know, run it out and get them all at bats in the first inning. I can see them doing it, but yeah. How about but, uh, Gary with 25% to bat cleanup? Well, that's a lot of people that had Stanton third. A lot of people trying to convince themselves Gary's back, too. But yeah. Uh, and then fifth, we have Andujar got a lot of votes, 32, but Gary got the most with 41% of the vote. And then who's this with 9.5? Luke Voigt comes in third in the five hole. I had Gary. That? No, no, I no. I had Gary. Yeah, I had Gary. I had, I had Gary here. Yeah. 
mean, the end, it gets hard. The end is where did, so let's see, sixth hole, we have Andujar, Gary, Luke Voigt, Glaber. I had Andujar in the sixth hole after Gary. Yeah, right? You kind of have to give Andujar the nod over Luke Voigt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I put, for my first one, when I had Hicks leadoff, I put Gardner seventh. Really? Yep, just so it's not, just to split it up a little bit. So I, I went Voigt seventh. And then I, I went Voigt seventh. No, I went Voigt seventh, Glaber nine. Or Voigt eighth, you mean? Yeah, Voigt eighth, Glaber nine. Yeah. But like, I'm um, not locked in. If someone wanted to argue me, I wouldn't even argue my own side. Like, cause I don't care. I don't know. Right. I just think it not only change it from lefty to righty, but if you put LeMahieu, or I don't know where I had LeMahieu, but if you put LeMahieu, Andujar, and Gardner offer different approaches. Whereas Voigt, Gary, Judge, Stanton, uh, and maybe even Glaber, those are five wipeout slider guys. So try yeah. and try and divvy them up a little bit. Yeah, I think, and again, these these charts get real fun at the end. 30% Voigt for the seventh hole, 20% Glaber, 14 LeMayhew, and then you go down to the eighth spot, 24% Tulo, 25 LeMayhew, 17 Voigt. Um, it's a it's a juggling act. I look <laughs> Brett Brett Gardner wins the nine hole with 30%, Glaber second with 24%. Um, I ended up going, I went Voigt seven, I went Guardy eight, and I went LeMayhew nine as the double leadoff. Uh, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. It's weird to have Glaber down. Uh, I like LeMayhew down, but I was just trying to divvy up approaches and like, <clears throat> what is this guy trying to do in the box? Because yeah, that changes I, what the pitcher's trying to do. And I, I think it'll be interesting because man, didn't the lineup feel its best last year when? Young Glaber was still doing the little things from the nine hole. Oh yeah, yes. And that's I. There's got to be analytics that back that up, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of Lemayhu Glaber. Hopefully, Guardy if he's playing well, um, in the nine hole. Just as I mean, the, the the old double leadoff effect. It's very easy to find the analytics about Gar, uh, Glaber's splits in this batting order. I'll find it right now. Right. His highest batting average came when he batted sixth in 21 games. He hit 342 and 898 OPS, but he had an 888 OPS out of the nine hole with 30 more at 30 more games, 51 games. He bat 283, 384 in the nine hole. He had 13 home runs and 35 RBIs in the nine hole. And his next highest is seven home runs in the five hole. Um, he did batting fourth at only six games, not great. And batting eighth, uh, 23 or five games, not great. Yeah, so it was uh, it was five, six, and ninth were his most. So he did have the most games and it's small sample sizes all around. And yeah, he just happened to be there when he was hot. Who knows? But I, I liked him in the nine hole. Everyone was screaming and yelling like, get him out of the nine hole. Like, you know what I mean? But he was doing good there. I liked him there. Right. I, I, 
I don't think the Yankees mismanaged that too much because there was a point when it was like, yo, you might have to sneak this kid up because he's raking. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I, I, I don't know. I don't think, well, I guess I'm somewhat in the minority, but I, I think if you gave this kid a chance to lead off, I think you'd end up liking what you saw from him and you get slightly better balance from the lineup. But we'll see. It's the the amount of combinations you can come up with is wild. Yeah, I know. Like I said, two and four are the only spots where I think I know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> and like, what if, what if they do have a totally new approach? What if like DJ LeMahieu could be the leadoff guy? Guy won a batting title. <laughs> yeah, it could. But some what, people, some what position is he playing? Is he starting? <laughs> yeah. It's dude. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's interesting. And we could always sign that big guy that everyone thinks we're going to sign, uh, or you know, and that changes everything up entirely. You think they're still going to trade back for Torres from Minnesota? Yeah, no. Okay. But I do. I do think the Yankees are pretty deep right now. I know that we compare ourselves to the Red Sox, and everyone's down because they lost in that Red Sox series, but. You compare it to all the other teams that are trying to win and think of the options and the hitters and stuff. Offensively, very deep. Defensively, there's some weird stuff going on, but I I think well, we'll see, man. But doesn't it just the lineup's gonna be really good. I think there's still gonna be times when we struggle against that wipeout slider, which everyone does in baseball. But I bet this team feels like they're gonna have freaky stats against left-handed pitching. That'd be cool. Bring it, Blake like, Snell. Like I think. Well, except that guy. Love that guy. <laughs> All right. I mean that that brings us almost to an hour here, and I think that was a lot of conversation. So I hope it wasn't that hard to keep up with all like the batting orders yeah a lot of percentages and numbers towards the end was probably a little while but we'll 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 get some of that info out to the people get get some more discussion going on yeah they Um, can see it if you take the poll just after you're done taking it you can look at what everyone else said it's up to 550 responses now so i've i've got an interesting question for you oh i i had the one is it on the poll related no okay i have one more poll related thing i spammed it to all the facebook groups which never ever go on the facebook groups like ever Right. Um, and unironically, here's an answer. Unironically, Jake. Right. Bird leadoff, DJ Trey is second, Glaber third, Andujar fourth, Gary fifth, Clint sixth, Hicks seven, Judge eight, DH Stanton. No, 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 no. That's no. non-ironic. No, 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 no. Never mind. Bird at first, DJ at second, Torres at short, San. Uh, Andujar at third. Gary catching. This guy's confusing me. Oh boy, Jim. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Don't okay. go on Facebook. That's why you don't go there. Um. Anyways, whatever. Back to the regular program. Do you think? Often. What can spring training? decide like do you think if dj lemayhu bats 400 and glaber bats 200 do you think the yankees are opening 
to swapping wherever they think they have those guys in the lineup currently? Or do you, do you think – because think about this. We, we think of the Yankees as this organized organization. I've talked about Cash's whiteboards. Like, in their heads, they clearly already have a lineup, right? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't think so. I think. But doesn't a, that I, seem doesn't that seem the opposite of everything Cashman and the Yankees are doing? You no, know? I think like last year they said they write things down and and everything, but it you got to see how it's going to play out. So, I don't I don't think so. All right, I like it. And there's little pieces. Want to hear the opening day lineup last year? Let's let's get it, Tyler Austin, Gardner in left field, Judge batting second in right field, Stanton, DH third Gary catching fourth Hicks center field fifth Didi shortstop sixth Brandon Drury in the seven hole playing third base Neil Walker in the eighth hole playing second and Tyler Austin playing first base in the nine hole Bing Wade played second in game two and three then Drury went blind Wade in the waters. Yep. All right. That ends this show. Thanks for taking the poll if you took it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a Patreon subscriber if you are one. That about ends our 200th show. Jake, your impression of a snake to end it? Boom. Um, two, episode 200. Hope we get that many wins this year. Oh. Go Yanks, Tom Gramps. Go Yankees. Go Yankees.